Hey, welcome to Simone Shay. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you. Uh, uh, adult babies. That's right. Adult babies. Oh Our excitement and enthusiasm for this topic is making it difficult for us to do this show right now <laughs> because it's just it's, it's so exciting. It's a journey that we are ready to take you on. Here's the thing. I'm not it's not for me. Uh-huh. I've realized However, I just like I absorbed all this information and I'm like, I know a lot and I want to share it with the world. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. <sighs> so we're going to try to pace ourselves and we're trying not to shoot our wad, but <laughs> we're edging, as they say. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to edge for about a good solid 58 minutes. <laughs> So, so here, here we go. Here we go. So, <sighs> adult babies. This is also known as paraphil. Fuck. Okay. You got this. It's paraphilic infantilism, or autonepophilia, or psychosexual infantilis, um, but most commonly known as adult baby syndrome. Um, and this is a sexual fetish that involves role playing a regression to an infant like state. Excellent. Oh, I'm an adult. I'm going to act like a baby. Yes. Um, and I guess we should just say right up front, it does get confused a lot with uh, pedophileism. It's like, is this a pedophilic type situation? It is not. Um, adult babies do not seek out children as their sexual partners, so it has nothing to do with actual children or the sexualizing of, like, little kids. Yeah, most people who are into adult babies, um, the adult babies themselves, they uh, say that it could be erotic identity disorder, and it's based on the self rather than the partner, so... It turns the person on to be a baby. They aren't attracted to babies and they it's not like that. Um, and that there's there's zero crossover between pedophiles and adult babies because it's more closely related to sadomasochism yeah. with the dominant being the adult and the submissive being the adult playing the baby. Um, and I just, yeah, I wanted to say this quote from a clinical sexologist. Oh, okay. Gloria Brame said that um, infantilists who recognize and accept their sexuality and its possible roots in infantile trauma tend to be acutely protective of real children. So not only are the adult babies not pedophiles but they also are very protective of actual children like it's the furthest thing from pedophilia so i don't want anyone to have that sort of gross undertone feeling while listening to this episode because they're nowhere near each other they're not the same people and if it was we just wouldn't cover it because we do not like pedophilia and it personally upsets me very much yes and i don't want to talk about it correct so So, there's that yes should we talk about some of the behaviors adult babies exhibit yes so what do adult babies do okay well they like to be known as littles we learned yes they like to be called littles in the infantilist community there's two main types so There's the adult babies who are adults who role play as infants. And then there's uh, sissy babies. Oh, the cross-dressing babies. Yes. And these are, um, I assume, men who typically wear feminine clothes and want to be referred to in feminine pronouns. Yes, which makes it, I think, even more of a submissive thing. Like, not only are you a baby, but you're a little girl baby. Like, you are... As vulnerable as you could be. Oh, you're so helpless. Help little baby. Me. I'm a baby. Um, and then there are diaper lovers. Okay. Who 
are not so much into the role playing of being an infant, but they love the diaper aspect of it specifically. And I read that they find it, um, it's like a sadomasochist type thing because they want that control of like having something on them. Mm -hmm. And then if they wet their diaper or poop in it, they get um, like, reprimanded yeah they like the shame aspect i read one guy let he said he likes to wear his diaper under his clothes and go to the grocery store and soil himself because it just gets he likes how shameful it is to be like i just soiled myself in the middle of a gelson's yeah um so and he's not a he wasn't a baby at all he just that was just his thing just specifically the diapers i saw one of those on a train in new york I think I told you when I lived there, there's just a lot of dick yeah. men are have their dicks out and they're rubbing their dicks on you. But there was a guy on the subway train across from me one day and he was wearing, he was like middle-aged East Indian dude wearing some tight slacks, a, a belt that still had the Goodwill sticker on it for no fucking reason. Yeah. Um, that's not the most offensive part of this, but yet it was <laughs> offensive enough for me to remember it. But he was wearing, clearly wearing a diaper under his slacks and he was kind of sitting in a way where the slacks were like, the legs were spread and the slacks were pinched tight so you could tell it was a diaper. And he was just like shifting in the diaper while making eye contact with me on the subway. Oh yeah, all the way from Brooklyn to Manhattan, that fucking diaper. just (laughs) And I just... As a 24-year-old, I couldn't fully process that that's what I was seeing. I was like, yeah. that can't fucking be. It that wasn't fu- until years later. Yeah, till I did the research for the show. Because <laughs> I just was like, why would he be wearing a diaper but also hitting on me or being like gross and pervy towards me while wearing a diaper? If you're incontinent, why are you just like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, all of the dicks I had seen up until this point had been the boner was pronounced. And this part was just he was just showing me that oh diaper God. back and forth. Oh. Well, he was a diaper lover. He was. Um, and if he had also liked to role play as an infant, he would be known as an ABDL, which is an adult baby diaper lover. Yeah. Instead, he was a GWDL, Goodwill diaper lover, <laughs> which is... Hey, we all love ourselves some Goodwill. I love Goodwill. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um. So here's some behaviors that, you know, we're going to see from adult babies. Okay. They have baby things, you know? They dress like little babies, mm-hmm. maybe in like a nightgown, like you said, feminine clothes most of the time. If yeah, they're it's sissy mostly girlies. babies. Um, and they like to drink from bottles, mm-hmm. use pacifiers, obviously wear diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of them have adult sized cribs. I know. I'm like, where the fuck are you getting these cribs at? There's, well, there's, they can have them custom built or uh-huh. there is a brick and mortar adult baby store in Chicago, Illinois what? called Tykables. Are you kidding me? Yes. It opened recently and their neighborhood is in uproar, but they said a lot of their customers, they have the adult babies, but they also have customers who are incontinent who need to wear diapers and they like going to the store to buy their supplies because they're a little more fashionable and a little less shamey. Oh, okay. so that was cool. That is cool. So, yeah, there are there are stores. Um, OK. Also, there there are people who have made whole businesses out of making furniture for adult babies or clothing for adult babies and. I kind of, it sparked, I know how to sew. Yeah. It's, it sparked my business oh. side where I was like, oh, making some cute little dresses for some grown folks and getting yeah. lots of money. Hey. What about onesies? Yeah. Like the, you know, the baby footsie, like onesie, onesie you need to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't know. I might have a new business. Awesome. <laughs> you know we just one day we were covering adult babies and it just hit me and yeah that's how i started my empire yeah (laughs) i just make i make these beautiful little girly dresses yeah uh for 200 pound men oh my god love it yeah um okay so also they uh will crawl around okay a little baby do baby talk and 
And sometimes if their partner is okay with it, they'll defecate and urinate in their diapers mm-hmm. and get changed. Also get spanked. Yes. So, and that here's where the other role comes in of the dominant. Uh-huh. So the baby adult is like a submissive in this relationship. And then the dominant comes in. They're like the mommy or the daddy or the like adult role. Mm-hmm. And often it's like a parent-child role play. So there's some where they're just very nurturing. And they're like, they're just there to care and like cuddle and coddle and be like, oh, you little baby. Yeah, I saw one couple where they were a married couple and the man had told his wife, hey, I'm into this. And the wife, it wasn't her thing, but she went along with it. And what she said was, this is my husband and I love him. And she made a very good point where she said, if I look at a lot of successful marriages, there is a mothering aspect mm-hmm. where they're doing the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning and they're telling them what to eat and stuff. So she said, this just takes that mothering aspect that is in a lot of marriages and it kind of takes it to the next level uh, as her husband was in a high chair and she was feeding him. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, they had, they were. I mean, yeah, I can definitely see that. So, yeah, I don't know that she changed him, but she definitely was playing that nurturing role because okay. that's what he wanted. Uh-huh. And she went along with it. Good for her. Yeah. Strong marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they'll also give them their bottles, you know, feed them, burp them, mm-hmm. do the damn thing. Read them bedtime stories. Yeah, put them to bed, read them bedtime stories, get them, you know, give them a little bath maybe, put some lavender soap on them so they get sleepy yes um change their diapers if that's part of it and then the masochistic behaviors so because some relationships are more into that aspect Mm -hmm. that would be like scolding or reprimanding the child for like urinating or not going to bed or talking back you're a little bit no no i don't want to I could be an adult baby. No, you can't make me. You can't make me. I don't want to. Oh um, um, and they'll do spankings too. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely fills in that more masochistic role. Yeah. I saw. I watched this British documentary, and it had a couple where the girl was the baby. She was the little, okay. and she had been that way for a long time. And she identified as being five or six years old in her baby form. Hmm. And she met her boyfriend on a dating site for adult babies. And they got together. He moved into her house where she had, and this is very common with adult babies, where they have, um, instead of a sex dungeon, yes. they have a crib room. Yes. And her crib room was beautiful. It was like, the basement, I think, is what it looked like, but it was totally converted. She had the life-size crib, everything. And to be honest, it looked like my bedroom. <laughs> and that's where this the research for this was as a psychological hypochondriac. Yeah. I started thinking, am I an adult baby? Because oh these people's God. rooms look like mine. Oh, my God. Because um, you love pink. I love pink. I love everything pink. I have Shopkins bed sheets. Like, right. I have a lot of stuffed animals. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. So I just was – I started to get a little paranoid. Um, and so she identified as being five or six years old, but her boyfriend wanted a younger baby. And so he said something that kind of creeped me out. He said, she thinks she's five, but she doesn't know how little she can truly be. And so he would try to make her be younger. Yeah. And he said, my role as her daddy is to make her know how little she truly is. And she'd be like, but I'm five. And he'd say, don't you mean you're three? And he would try to pick her up and carry her or read to her to do things that you would do with like a two-year-old or a yeah. three-year-old and not a six-year-old and so that was kind of weird where he was basically he wanted her to be more if we're using the bdsm model he wanted her to be more submissive than she right. was and it kind of weirded me out and then it showed her talking to her girlfriend at the salon getting her hair done and she was talking in her adult voice saying yeah i just sometimes i wonder because it's like he's trying to convince me that i'm littler than i actually am like (laughs) girl get out of there that 
You are six. Okay. You are not three. Yeah, that sounds like he might have some like more devious. I don't think he was a pedophile. I think he just wanted her to be more helpless and for him to be more in control. I think that's where, because it's, if you're using the BDSM model is like, he wants to have more control over her and you have more control over children, the younger they are. So he's like, okay. Yeah. He didn't want her to be able to like dress herself or make her own decisions. He wants to like feed her. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He wants, he like wanted her to go potty in a diaper and stuff. And she's like, I'm toilet trained. I'm five. I'm five. And yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Oh, that is weird. Mm-hmm. Speaking of weird. Yes. Here's some more. All right. Um, some infantilism involves sex. Mm-hmm. So the adult child roles, they'll have sex while they're role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, or masturbate. Yeah. And ejaculate. Because it's important to ejaculate when you masturbate. Unless you're edging. Unless you're edging, as we are. As we are, right. So hold back. Hold back. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> so some are into that. But a lot of them actually don't have sex. And the because it wouldn't be childlike yes. for them to have sex. That's not what children do. Yeah. And they are children. So they find the sexual pleasure in this in the role playing. Mm-hmm. And in the act of being a child and being either comforted or scolded, whatever they want. Yeah. And this is where my uh, psychological paranoia kicked in because some of them were saying that though there is no direct evidence, it's not proven that being an adult baby is related to having a bad childhood. A lot of them have and they do the adult baby thing in order to get this comfort that they never got when they were little. And one man explained it as a uncomplicated form of love and nurturing. Um, Because when you're an adult, everything is complicated, right? And so he said, yeah, this is like, for me, a way to feel an uncomplicated, like, love, nurturing, safety that I never got as a child. And then I was just like... I was thinking about it as someone who I don't have a lot of childhood memories. Like I've blocked them out because it wasn't good and I didn't have unconditional love or safety or security. And I what I like I didn't get to be a child. Um, I was forced to be an adult from a very young age. And it was made very clear that was the role that I was to play is like I was psychological support for the adults in the household. Right. And um I would play this role where I'd come home from school and drink tea and eat my biscotti and read books and then hold my parent while they cried themselves to sleep. So I didn't have a childhood. And so I started thinking about this as these, as someone who shops in the children's section and has an all pink princess house and that sort of thing. And I was like, is part of this an attempt to get this unconditional like connection to what it would be like to have a carefree existence yeah like what this one lady in england ran um a boarding house or like a place where adult babies can come and she basically nannies them and they're nothing sexual is allowed there she changes diapers she feeds them she bathes them she reads them whatever she just gives and i was like would that be something that i could benefit from just to be like what is it like yeah. to be nurtured and cared for? Because they do it for Russian orphans. They found that it helps even if they're nine years old to have the mother like hold them while they, you know, rock them to sleep and yeah. stuff. And it helps to re-socialize them to reenact this childhood. And then I just was, I got started to get like real paranoid and be like, is this like, <laughs> is this why everything I own is pink and I wear children's clothes <laughs> Yeah, and I want it? a daddy not in a baby way right but like is it because I never got to be a child and oh. like I I'm grasping at like just any sort of relief from feeling like I have to be an adult because I've always had to be one right anyways oh my god but like I, I could I could kind of see the beauty of this nurturing way not the yeah. like I can't relate to the um, BDSM thing where you like soil and you're nappy and you're shamed and you have to be changed like I have no desire to be shamed or ridiculed but the idea of having someone like take care of me yeah the nurturing aspect yeah of it. i'm like 
Yeah, I want some large-breasted British lady just to fucking put hold my hair me. in braids yeah. and hold me. That might be cool and totally non-sexual. Totally. I, I mean, I'll look into it. In some ways, that's what we get out of, you know, relationships sometimes. It's like sometimes you just want to be held. Yeah. And you don't want anything else. This is just that on like an extreme level. Yeah. And I get to, I get to, I get held very um, infrequently. Right. So. um, Well, I've tried, but you won't let me hold you. I just feel like it'd be weird. (laughs) But the next between the weeks we'll record, you can hold me the whole episode. Oh my god, that would be so awkward. You hold we'll me. We'll sit on my med- in my meditation corner, and you'll hold me while I hold Gem. It'll be like Russian yes. nesting dolls. <laughs> we'll be what was it you said in New Mexico? Uh, immersed in womanhood, <laughs> steeped in womanhood. <laughs> yes. Okay. So anyway, lay on my bosom, Sydney. Just lay. I've never felt so safe. Thank you. They were made for nurturing. I mean, breasts were. <laughs> they were. Uh, I know. Oh, I'm not going to go on this tangent okay. about breasts. Okay. <clears throat> we'll do a whole show about them. It's, you know, at, it's, at one point, they were not sexual mm-hmm. things. We can do the history of breasts. We will. Because breasts are important. They are important. And I love that, like, certain cultures, you just wear them out and then yeah. they fucking get colonized by British people and they're like, cover up them titties. Those are sin bags. And I'm like, no, you're thinking There's... about Sinbad. He's a comedian. <laughs> breasts are just breasts. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Oh, my gosh. OK. <laughs> All right. So adult babies. Am I right? Am I right? So you said you met uh, you that you told us your personal experience. Oh, I'll tell it. I did it off air. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So I in the early days of um, file sharing on the Internet, when you did peer to peer, it was Napster or a similar program where you could chat with people whose files you were streaming. And I was I talked to this guy and we became friends and we started talking on AIM and we stayed friends all the way through Facebook. So 10 years we would talk on the phone and stuff. But um, he was into diaper play. He wasn't an adult baby. He was into wearing diapers. And he he he's an interesting character because he was very straight laced, didn't drink, didn't party, just straight A student. And when he got to university to help fund his education he did some diaper videos okay and um i'm not gonna we're gonna dedicate this episode to him because this was my first here i i was 15 i think uh when we first started talking and um this was my first hearing about it and he was 15 as well when he told me Uh he was into diapers which is common i guess most yeah i was gonna say i read that a lot of them are like it starts in their like teens or preteens which is like most sexual most like paraphilias and stuff they do emerge alongside with your sexuality which makes you think that it's like less what happened to you and maybe more just i don't know because like if the minute you fucking get horny you're getting horny about diapers that's like pretty deep-seated it's not something that's just a passing thing but yeah so he knew from a young age um and uh he's probably doing great so we hope you're doing great um yeah i also have a personal experience i mentioned in a past episode that i had a friend whose roommate was an adult baby oh that's right Um, and I believe he paid for, like, the majority of the rent and, like, bought groceries and stuff. But the thing was that my friend had to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And so there would be a time, you know, in the evening where my friend would be like, okay, I have to go put the baby down. And then sometimes, you know, you would hear the little crying from their room. Mm-hmm. And you go back, he'd go back in and be like, um... Here, I have to go give them their bottle, warm up the bottle. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I was really, I was so young. Yeah, that you're like, why is this yes, a thing? This? Yeah, I think I was like, it's probably like 18 or 19 years old. Wow. And 
And yeah, so I remember I asked you if it was Baby Man because Phoenix is home to a very famous adult baby. Right. Um, and it wasn't. And it was not Baby because Man. Because I was like, I don't know who Baby Man is. And mine was blown. Tell me. Okay. So most adult babies, um, they obviously do it in secret. Like you're not open. Just like right. anything that you're into. If you have a foot fetish, you don't go around like sucking feet all the time, you know, or like... If you're into BDSM, you don't wear leather to the office. Yeah. You just don't. Um, and adult babies are even worse where a lot of them don't even tell their partners because they're so shamed about it. Aww. I listened to an interview on a podcast called Love and Sex where this adult baby um, said he'd only ever told two partners before and it never went well. And so he considered himself lucky that he could achieve orgasm without being a baby and so he kind of just pushed it aside because he didn't feel comfortable telling people because it yeah. was so stigmatized. And I guess that's really common. Uh, and hopefully that's going away because of the internet. They can meet each other and like, it's yeah. babies are more common than the people who want to be the parents to them. And so a lot of um, adult babies or littles have a hard time finding someone um, where like. There might be someone who wants to dominate them, but then the diaper changing, it's a very specific thing to want to do that. Um, But this guy, Baby Man, his name was William Windsor, and uh, he was a former country western singer, a former Broadway actor. He starred in Hair on Broadway in the 70s. okay. And his father owned Popular Mechanics magazine, Uh and when his father died in 2003... He got a decent inheritance and was able to retire and become a full-time adult baby. Oh. And that's what makes him unique because before I'd ever read about him, my mom saw him at the grocery store twice. He had gone – he went to the grocery <laughs> store by her work. Uh-huh. And so she'd sometimes on the night shift, you know, run to get like cookies or treats for the staff and there'd be a ginger <laughs> – an old ginger dude in a diaper and a yeah. bonnet and um she's like what and she's like i saw a baby at the grocery store and i so she's like no but like an adult man is a baby i'm like i don't know but the phoenix new times did an article about him in 2005 i want to say um because it's like who the fuck is this guy um but he took his inheritance he bought adult baby sized furniture he chained the toilet shut in his apartment to make himself become incontinent and he said in the article that he really wanted one day to have like a relationship like a full-time partner who would change his diapers and stuff but in the meantime he would have to change his own diapers or if he could like treat himself to paying someone to do it yeah um but uh yeah so he was a full-time adult baby and he'd go to bars and stuff too because he drank Uh oh just full baby regular his baby name was heidi lynn so he was a sissy sissy baby baby. um (laughs) but the sad part about this is because he lived alone in a i think it was an apartment Uh it might have been a house um, but he, uh, was discovered when he passed away by the mailman. There were two Aww. weeks of mail piled up and the mailman got concerned and went and looked in the window and said all he could see were flies. Aww. Really? He, quote, real flies, really big flies. And Aww. so he called the police and they did a wellness check and he was decomposing in there. Um, so yeah, but, and that makes me sad because yeah. <laughs> I just he never find his full time mommy. Aww, but yeah, that's a that's a very rare there. case where he was. And I do like the idea of getting you get your inheritance and you just are like I'm gonna be me now 100 percent of the time and yeah. people can live with it. Um, his license plate he got his license plate changed to diaper one. He nice. drove a Buick sedan with the license plate diaper one. <gasps> oh man. Um, because I know someone else who got like a huge inheritance and quit their IT corporate job and decided to run an outlaw biker gang. Oh. And I just like that's the, interesting. The idea of money is no object. What yes. are you gonna do? Oh, I would just I'd read some books. I'd probably go live on an island somewhere. Yeah. Be like, I, I don't want to see anybody for a month. Yeah. I would buy a roller rink to live in, and I would go to graduate school. 
That's like all I want out of life. A roller rink in graduate school? Uh-huh. Okay. I just, I just, I want to have a circular bed in the middle of the roller rink yes. under the disco ball so like you can trip on shrooms and your bed can like rotate and spin as the disco ball spins and you turn on like the roller lights, you know, just for funsies, not yes. even like a kinky sex thing. Just like this is so trippy and cool. And then you can skate around and um, you got all those lockers for storage. Yeah. Oh God, dare to dream. I know. That sounds nice. Yeah. I think my ultimate dream would be to own a house like but any house I wanted, okay. not a house that I could afford. Like, okay. I can afford any home. And then to have enough money that I could decorate it any way I wanted. Yes. And, like, get everything I needed to decorate Ooh, it. Ooh, like, okay. Like, immediately. Yeah. That would be amazing. We have such modest dreams. I just want a house and stuff to decorate it Yeah. With. I just want a roller rink and a master's degree. So we can do this. We can totally fucking achieve these dreams. If people can be babies, we can we, we can, can do this. Yeah, we absolutely can. <sighs> um, yeah. Speaking of like becoming rich and doing whatever the fuck you want. Yes. I came across this girl named Jess, who is a YouTube adult baby star. She has over 160,000 subscribers. And... She says that during the day, she's just her normal adult self. But mm -hmm. when it's time to make videos, she's a baby. I'm also, entrepreneurially, I lean more towards either making their outfits or running one of those places where you feed them and yeah. there's nothing sexual. But I'm also kind of jealous of this girl. Yeah. And she's, did I say already that she's 23? Yeah. And she does like diaper reviews. Yes. And she's like super cute. She has a lot of tattoos. Mm -hmm. And she's just like cute hipster looking girl. And she just has this attitude that people like because again, it's an escape from adulthood where she's like, I just wanted to test out this diaper. Look at this. And she like wiggles around in it. She's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, this is because this is a horrible fucking world that we live in. Yeah. Is that we all are. Now I'm getting mad. <laughs> this is what it's come to. We're all working terrible fucking jobs for people who have half our IQs, but have like a sociopathic need to control people. And we have to keep putting up with this fucking bullshit because we're dying under crippling debt. And we have to not only pay off our student loans but we have to have the new iphone or we aren't a legitimate member of society and we're so stressed out and lonely and hopeless that our means of escaping are watching a grown woman <laughs> test out a diaper because we need the dumbest fucking thing we yeah. need the simplest thing to escape like my life is so fucking terrible. I need to watch something where someone's like, let me test out this diaper. I'm going to read a storybook because we can't, you can't leave your fucking terrible reality and go home and watch a documentary and come up with ideas to change the world. You can't. Yeah. You're tired. You're tired. I get it. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to be the millionth person to say it's just like idiocracy. The world we live in is fucking garbage and we have to go home and watch fucking children watch reviews of toys like toy unboxing, toy videos yes. on YouTube and adults have to watch other adults pretend to be babies because the only <laughs> escape the only escape from our crippling reality is if I could just be a baby again. If I could just be cuz when I was a baby, I didn't have $80,000 in student loans. That's true. So, yeah, like sure I shit myself, but like that's a small price to pay for not having student loan debt. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to start shitting myself to pay off my student loan debt cuz I poop all the time cuz I have Crohn's disease. And if <laughs> If every time I fucking shit, if I did it in a diaper and it got me like, let's say $200. Yeah. Fuck okay. yes. Y yeah. I mean, what's your YouTube handle? YouTube.com slash Sydney DeLorean. If right. I see a spike in subscribers, because right now I have like 18. Let's say we can get that shit up to like 200. Yeah. I'll know. Send me an email. Um, Sydney DeLorean at gmail.com and say, I want to see the diaper things. Yeah. Give me, shoot some donation money via PayPal or Square Cash or Venmo. Hit me up. If you give me $200, I'll fucking videotape myself shitting in a diaper. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have 
I have $75,000 in debt yeah. and I work at a movie theater. So if I can poop my way to the top and I'll like read it, I'll do it in my little pink princess room and with my pink princess bed and my Shopkin sheets. Oops, mommy, I made a messy in my nappy. And then my mom will come running because she actually lives in the same house as me and she'll be like, did you call me? I heard my name. Someone said mommy. Did someone poop? It smells like poop in here. Did Frank poop? And then Frank's like, fuck no, it's and the bitch over, over there in the diaper. Girl, it's me, Deborah. It's me, Deborah. I'm a woman <laughs> and I'm paying off my bills. Uh, I'm trying to get that roller rink. Oh my God. Oh yeah. My I mean, believe me, you don't know how many times I've been like, I could be a foot fetish video girl or yeah. like, you know what? I will fart on cakes. Dude, I don't give a fuck. I get a, my back breaks out in uh-huh. the summer. And I was thinking, are there people, because people have such like pimple popping fetishes. How can I find someone where like, if they want to go to town on my back, I'll give them the little, they can use the little tools that the estheticians use. Just you pay me a hundred dollars and for an hour you can pop whatever the fuck you want, (laughs) you know, or like waxing fetishes because it saves me Uh, money, right? Yes. If you want to wax my back and pop my zits for $200 there has to be people out there because I know people who are who say I just I'm so sad I never got acne because I I just love popping zits so much I've known several people who have said that statement look we all love picking at our pimples but don't fucking wish for acne don't wish for yeah I had very upsetting I had a friend who you know who we'll talk about it after the show but when we were when we were teenagers she said once when we're just getting wasted together you're so lucky you have pimples because you get to pop them i'm just jealous oh my god and i was like you have beautiful skin yeah and my skin is a mess because not only do i get pimples but i also am a picker so anyways same yeah if there were pimple is if, if pimple fetishists want to pay me for like what i got going on yeah i gotta make money out of something and something. We, we no longer live in a world or within an economy where you can just have one skill and make money at a yeah. job you have to have 18 jobs and be on the grind all the time gotta hustle and i'm not gonna have sex with people for money that's no. not in it gotta hustle and flow but yeah you can pop my zits or you can if you want to like sand off my calluses on my feet like that could be a thing i've thought about going to that house when the popping balloon sign is up and being like hey you need another balloon popper are y'all hiring check out these buns a pin right here a push pin (laughs) or i could use my butt (laughs) that would scare me so bad because they do sit on them and it's I don't want that. Well, that's part of the excitement. Yeah. Is the the girl gets scared. Okay, well, we're going to add balloon popping to Yes. Correct. Anyways, why? Why do you think people like acting like babies? Um, I mean, I think it's super taboo, first of all, because babies are not sexual. Right. So aside from the loss of control thing maybe there's a taboo element of it yeah um here's what wikipedia thought okay altered love maps okay and i was like what what the fuck are love maps um these are the internal blueprint for one's ideal erotic situation oh it's a love map so maybe someone's got an altered yeah um imprinting gone wrong Mm mm-hmm those are the ones where, like, the something happened in the kid's childhood that, like, the wires got crossed. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this is, like, the same. Errors in erotic target. Yes. So you're just, you know, maybe you accidentally came while watching the Care Bears. Uh-huh. And now just children things make you horny. Okay. I don't know. Is that yeah. a good example? I think it's <laughs> maybe. Am I Sydney, am I doing good? You're you're doing good. Thank you, mommy. Here, you get ice cream. Thank you, mommy. Please don't call me mommy. Like nothing drives me up more than being called mommy. We just immediately shut down my career as a professional mommy. Is that 
I when I dated someone with a kid, oh. she was like young to the point where she would get confused. Like if she was talking to her dad and me, like uh-huh. if he's dad, she would call me mom. Oh, okay. Because like that's a natural mistake to make. Is like you're gonna say mom and dad because those go together. Yeah. Unless you are from a broken home and which makes it really sad but she accidentally (laughs) called me mom several times and i just would be like "Ooh, that feels terrible yeah i don't want to be called mom you're like get out of this house get out of this house right now don't ever come back i was like you will call me stepmommy or as you prefer, Princess Sydney, which or she did. Mummy dearest. Oh, I would never. Yeah. She was like a good she was a good kid and she thought I was a princess. And that oh, was very nice. Sweet. Um, but also I was like, I'm not your mom. Yeah. I am fucking your dad. <laughs> but that's different than a mom. And it's complicated. It's complicated. Because we, we can't get into it right now. In a dream situation, your mom and the person who fucks your dad are the same person. Yeah. But they aren't for you. No. And that Guess makes what? me very sad. They're never going to be. They're never going to be. And when you get older, maybe you can have a podcast and you can talk about all the problems that's caused you because that's what I've done. <sighs> it's so sad. I remember there was like a time in my early 20s where my parents both split up with their significant others. Mm-hmm. And something in me was just like oh my god are mommy and daddy getting back together like I got so excited and I was like this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and because they were like just friends yeah um and they didn't they got back with their significant others oh that's so sad um, it was I love my step parents so it was great because you got all those step parents just all the bonus moms and dads that are awesome everyone loves step parents they're my favorite people um just supposing yes so i read that there's no recognized ideology and i was like what is that (laughs) because i don't know what words are and that is the study of causation okay it's yeah, apparently there's not a lot of psychological studies in adult babies. And little research is done because no one gives a shit. They're like, yeah, this is just whatever the fuck. Cuz no one's getting hurt. Right. It also was very underground until recently and yeah, no one's getting hurt and they have proven they're not pedophiles, so they're like, y'all are good. Just have fun. Yeah. They did an episode on, um, what was that show on MTV? Like, Oh, True Life. Yes. I watched that. Did you? I watched part of it. It was like a quarter of it was up online. Okay. Um, and I can't really tell you what I learned in that. Oh, just that. Just like, watching people be babies. Yeah, because it gets really repetitive when you watch a lot of YouTube videos because right. it's basically like, this is our crib room and this is how I read her to sleep and I don't know the British documentary was the most explanatory and the rest of them were just basically like look how crazy this is yeah and I just that I I was just mentally spiraling saying like their houses look like mine am I an adult baby and I don't know it and then I had to um write my friend saying like I think I'm an adult baby right and um she's like no you're not an adult baby like if you uh she said, if it makes you horny to think of a quote unquote daddy changing your soiled diaper, then maybe. But when it comes to sex, you're a grown up and these people are not. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. And she runs um, a jewelry business and makes a lot of stuff with pacifiers and rattles. And some of it's just for like the little grunge girls, you know, yeah. the 90s throwback Courtney Love shit where you're subverting the infantilizing. But she said she has a lot of adult baby customers and they call them DDLG, Daddy Dom Little Girl. Oh. Um, and then she said they are referred to as littles instead of children, so it's not pedophile. And I said, I know. I learned that hours Obviously. ago. I did I did a shit ton of research. I did so much research, and sometimes you don't know how little you can be. That's right. You're three. You're you're fucking three years Jeez. old. No, I was I was like spiraling a little bit not in a way that i actually cared about but like with my eating disorder i like when i'm so thin like that i don't have breasts and like that sort of thing 
and um everything in your head was like i'm an adult baby seriously i was like obviously like i i recently um because i am now a curvy woman and i have an adult woman body i can't wear children's clothes anymore i just hold on i i love your curvy woman you are um a like still very slender woman with mild curves. Okay, well, I don't yes. know because I've body but, dysmorphia. Yes, but I just like that you're like, I am a curvy I'm woman. I'm a curvy woman. And I'm like, no, I am a curvy I'm woman. I'm a BBD- BBW <laughs> now. Oh but I can't wear children's yeah. clothes anymore. And I have I have breasts. Right. And I have hips. And I have a butt. And I'm very uncomfortable with it. And I started to think, do I not like having an adult woman's body because then I'm an adult and I just want to hold on to my infantilizing yeah. and i just because i i did like 30 pounds ago i liked being so tiny that like i could be picked up and carried yeah i enjoyed that like and then i was like there was a certain a certain kinkiness when they say that some of these adult babies have this erotic identity disorder where they're more eroticized by themselves as the baby right than they are by their partner and i was like holy fucking shit do you have this erotic identity disorder? Because it makes me very horny to think about being like just super tiny. Yeah. And I can just be carried around and like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyways, I'm not an adult baby, but I can relate <laughs> to their sense of style and they're wanting to be very little. Yeah. I just, it turns out, um, could not continue being as little as I wanted to be because yeah. I was going to die. Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> So, you know, inside, maybe I Um, still, I dream of being little, but I just, I learned how little I can be. Yeah. And it's not that little. (laughs) (laughs) And once again on the Smoochie Podcast, I've said too much. Oh my gosh. Well, I also am not a little. You're not. And you're uh, you're a grown ass woman and you're steeped in womanhood. That's right. Fucking woman, I am a woman. W O M A N, a woman. <laughs> but I might pop some balloons on the internet, yeah, and fart in a cake. We don't know. So, um, the future is uncertain. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like I I'm fine with adult babies syndrome i'm I'm pretty okay with it is they're not like you said they're not hurting anyone they're just doing their own thing there's a growing economy based around it and yeah you might um, be able to make some clothes for them yeah i just really got excited about the potential the monetary potential there Mm -hmm. so um our items on our etsy are going to expire yes and i don't know if i should renew it or not we have two items up right now. I think our Etsy store is called Simonche Podcast Store. Yes. All together. Okay. Go check it out. There is a one inch tall $50 felt llama. Yes. Um, that is currently up for sale. You should just buy something from our Etsy. Um, also, we've been discussing doing a Patreon or something yes. where we... Uh, can give you something in exchange for money. Um, speaking of trying to hustle and because the podcast costs us time and money, like we do put time and money into this and we are possibly going to upgrade equipment um, so we can have a third mic and maybe do some interviews. Um, so some of the ideas that we had were uh, a personal phone call um, or for a certain dollar amount, you can suggest an episode and we will do that episode. Um, she will do a print. Yes. Uh, and make a Simone print. So um, if there's any th- ideas that you have of like what you would want from us, like a custom Polaroid and we'll sign and mail the Polaroid to you. No nudes. No nudes. But like if there's something that you have seen other shows do or that you could see us doing, let us know because we want to offer um, bonuses that people actually want because yeah. it, like bare minimum, our goal was to be breaking even within a year and that's going to, our anniversary is going to be here before we know it. So, oh my um, God. I know it's so crazy. 
Do you remember when we started this? I sure do. It doesn't feel like it was a year ago, but it's getting close. Oh my gosh. I know. It's crazy. It's been a really good year. I'm super yeah. proud of this. You never know when you start a new project, like if it's going to go well or not. Right. And this continues to get better and better and grow. And uh, it's connected us to some really cool people. And yeah. I think like the future of it is like so wide open to great possibilities. And I like rarely feel hopeful about anything. Um, you know, it's like mainly like. <laughs> Just like Simone Shea and like tiny dogs and like, you know, your dad's dick. Like that's basically like all that's all we got. That's all we got. But um yeah, so holler at us. Like if yeah. you think like maybe t shirts or whatever. But I like the idea of doing phone calls or episode recommendations. Um I know a lot of shows do shout outs, but I kinda hate that where you just say someone's name at the end of the show. Yeah. Like because everyone just skips that. And I would That's rather true. just if someone wanted to donate $20, like we actually call them and have a conversation with them. Except no one likes talking on the phone. Mm, they're going to. What if we have like a glass of wine with them on the phone? <gasps> oh. Or we're like, get your joint ready. We're going to hit we this joint so together. Fancy. Um, <laughs> we're going to start singing. Yeah, I was. I stopped myself. <laughs> I Do you want to go? What? Your turn. You sing. Nope. Okay. You're the musical talent on this show. Have you heard that song by Paramore that's like, don't go crying to your mama? No. Because you're on your own in the real world. Oh, yes. Uh I didn't know that was Paramore. I wanted to sing it at karaoke. Mm -hmm. And Deacon just looked at me and went, I don't know. And I said, fuck you. I am a musical genius with a beautiful voice. That's and I true. will sing whatever the fuck I want. But it turned out to be Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the city, the city of angels. Lonely as I am, now that is a lie. I'm an adult baby, I poop in a diaper, I need my nappy change. I don't know how the song goes, so I'm kind of just like making up the (laughs) tune because I don't remember that song very well. Put me in my crib. And give me a bottle. I don't have a blanket, but I'd like to be swaddled. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I just want to be an adult baby. <laughs> Happy motherfucking um, hump day. I mean, yeah. that's it. I, have a good one, guys. Simone out. <laughs>